we're all capable of infinite, infinite potential. We just have to get out of our own way. It's already there. It's not about changing or becoming something new or different. It's about just removing, finding the strength and the reason to do it. The internet has made it easier than ever to start a business. Succeeding on the internet, now that's another story. The big question is, what are those who are succeeding doing differently? This podcast has the answers. Hi, my name is Lisanne Murphy. I've spent the last three years running a successful advertising agency. I noticed with certain clients, I ran into the same problem over and over again. Their offering was just not grabbing the prospect's heart and wrestling them into purchasing submission. Why? Many of these business owners were so far down the road in their journey and so in love with their product, they forgot who they were serving, missing some essential steps along the way. So I'm pivoting focus. Join me as I go behind the scenes with the most brilliant entrepreneur minds to demystify the nitty gritty marketing hacks needed to be successful before spending thousands on advertising that ultimately separate the internet legends from the dreamers. In the previous episode, Josh Carey told us all about using podcasting as a tool to create content and grow your business. So be sure to check out that episode full of Josh's great energy and coaching. Today, our episode features Josh's marketing deep dive, talking all about keeping your family first in business. And who hasn't really struggled with that? It's so important and he offers tips for your priorities too. So check it out and let your family see the benefits of being first. Welcome to the Marketing Matrix Podcast. I am your host, Lisanne Murphy, and I am joined today by the incredible, talented, and giving Mr. Josh Carey. Josh, thank you so much for being on the show today. My pleasure. Incredible, talented, and giving. My goodness. Let's hit all three of those and more. I'm ready. We are, we are going to do it. Well, for those of you that are not as familiar with Josh, I am going to take a second to introduce this powerhouse entrepreneur. Then I'm going to give him a chance to tell more of his story and dive into how he is making an impact in the world. I'm so excited to hear from this guy. So Josh is the co-founder of PodMax, an on-air brands company, a podcast production and media company that provides training and events catered to entrepreneurs who have a meaningful message to share. Josh is also an accomplished podcast host of two shows with over 200 combined episodes and he's a business coach to entrepreneurs who are ready and willing and able to say, F that noise, be sure to check out his podcast, The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. He's also the proud father and a proud father and credits his adoring two young children with helping him to turn things around and embrace the mortality of life. Love that you included you that you're a family man in there. It's the best. It's the best. All right, Josh. So how did you get into podcasting and, and creating multiple brands and media companies all in the podcasting realm? Like, how did that happen? Wow. Uh, well, I, I love that you point out that I'm a family man because I deliberately really pepper that in every place I can because it is to the credit of my two adoring children. It's part of my story. It's part of who I am now. Uh, I am the hidden entrepreneur, as you mentioned. And that's because I spent a lifetime, 40 plus years hiding. I showed up in every situation hiding all of my talent, all of my skill, everything that I was capable of 
remained hidden in exchange for desperately wanting to seek the approval of everybody and anybody you can imagine that gets very tiring very quickly exhausting and when you're on that path you really attract the approval of nobody all kinds of irony here so thankfully i found myself as a proud father it wasn't quote unquote planned right it wasn't my plan but i knew all my life that you know what at some point i want to be a father I, I think i'd like that role but i never stepped into it fully again the circumstances probably for another show to get into those details found me the amazing father i started i had my first child uh, an incredible now six-year-old daughter now i have a, a four-year-old son two adoring children who early on in their young lives i realized i see what's happening here i'm the child in this circle and I didn't want to be that person any longer. I was always frustrated, miserable, angry, depressed, because the struggle was behind closed doors when I was out and about protecting all of my power, all of my ability. I would go home and wonder, why am I doing this? I'm, I'm more capable than this. I see what other people are doing. I can do that. I could probably do what they're doing better. But I was scared out of my mind, never took that risk, never stepped into that ability. My two small children really shined the light on me. And I said, I am not going to raise these two kids as this person and have them grow up with this kind of small, weak father. Not on my watch. Not now. I have this incredible uh, uh, thing here. Not going to mess it up. So that was the catalyst for me to say, I'm ready. I'm doing this. And here we are. I started taking some action. I made the choice to say no more of that. I know what I'm capable of. For the record, we're all capable of infinite, infinite potential. We just have to get out of our own way. It's already there. It's not about changing or becoming something new or different. It's about just removing, finding the strength and the reason to do it. And I can unravel how podcasting came uh, to be as well, but that's the that's the story of who I am and how I've gotten to this place in my life. I love it. Well, and for, for you guys, you, you weren't at the very, very beginning of our meeting. I asked Josh how he was, and he said his answer was the best. I've never got an answer like that when I asked someone who he was. And so, I mean, for me, like that response just embodies that journey that you have been talking about, that well, you, you. you wanted to... Uh, be different, get out of your own way, stop catering to what everyone else expected of you and show up differently for, for your kids. That is just, that is just yeah. remarkable. I love it. Thank you. Thank so, you. so what, what got, um, how did you get out of your own way? I mean, that, that is not yeah. a small journey. Oh no, no. Uh, thanks for acknowledging that. It is not small and is and it, it is not immediate, but Things do change immediately, but this is an ongoing, ongoing uh, uh, deal here. Um, I often say that I feel like I'm in recovery, and in many cases I am because I'm recovering from the person that I was showing up as. And in any form of recovery, 
it's a daily practice. When you wake up in the morning, you are, you're making sure that you're not sliding back into those old patterns and habits, into those addictions. I've had many. Uh, I still have some, right? And we all have our own demons and addictions. So how to do it was, first it was that choice. It was finding the motivation and the reason. For me, it was my kids. And I said, got it. I got to do it. I'm strong enough to do it. I have the reason to do it and I'm going to do it. So I made the choice and started the practice. I began by taking a self-assessment. Self-awareness is hugely key. You must become self-aware, which is simply in any given moment, being able to acknowledge your thoughts and your feelings in real time and understanding them, not judging them, getting comfortable with them and determining why am I feeling this way? What should or could I do about it? So I took a whole self-assessment out of the gate. I said, all right, what am I doing from the minute I wake up, including how I wake up, to the minute I go to sleep and how I go to sleep, and what things are not serving me? What things are playing into this old version of myself that I am and want to leave behind? And slowly but surely, I determined and discovered that there were small, medium, and large things, actions, beliefs, thought patterns, experiences that I was doing on a daily basis that were not helping me whatsoever. So I was becoming aware of them, admitting them to myself and saying, well, that's certainly no good. Okay, this one is awful. Oh, I didn't even realize I'm doing that, but I could probably change that. And you, you begin by removing all sense of overwhelm because it's easy to say, I'm gonna, you know, the example, I'm gonna go to the gym, I'm gonna lose 80 pounds by next Friday. Well, are you, can you, should you? No, lose four or five in a couple of weeks and just work on that. So I began replacing one non-serving habit with another one. And I looked at it and I said things like, okay, you know what? I've heard, I've read that getting up without the snooze button. That's a thing, right? I wanted to see what other successful people, that's what we have to do. We have to emulate who is in the space we want to be and figure out what they're doing, right? It leaves clues all day. So I said one of the random things, I was like, you know what? Successful people always say, forget the snooze button. Get up as early as you can. Get up at five, at six, at seven, just earlier than you are. And once the alarm goes off, get out of bed. So I did that, right? And over time, I continued that. Then a week or two or three later, I added another great habit. And then here I am, it compounds on itself. Now I probably have a couple of dozen things, small, medium, and large, that I deliberately do day in and day out from the minute I wake up to the minute I go to sleep that just help me. And when you do that, you feel good. You are good. You act good because you have your reason. For me, it's the children. And I know what I'm going for. I have clarity. I have confidence and I feel great about it. So know that it's a recovery daily practice over time that will remain with you for the rest of your life. But you have to get comfortable with knowing that this is something you want to do. You have to find the strength and the, and the determination to say, okay, 
I got this. I'm going to do this and nothing is going to get in my way. Oh, I love that so much. And just amen to self-awareness. That has been yeah. such a critical, critical piece for me in my life and my personal development. So I love, I love how you bring that up. I can mm. tell, I can tell already you are just a killer business coach. I love it. Ah, Amazing. Well, thank you. Okay. So let's, let's talk about podcasting because that, that's kind of the, the area of entrepreneurship that you have decided to tackle. How did you discover this and, and, and how did it evolve into what it is? So I spent um, a couple of careers ago, I was an actor filmmaker. And if you're starting to connect the dots, you see that it's not out of the ordinary for somebody who was seeking approval to want to take that road. Now, uh, on paper, my resume, my history, I loved it. I spent 15 years in New York pursuing that dream. It was awesome, right? I loved it. Uh, I'm still using a lot of those uh, things that I've learned, the training of it. And, you know, I get some of my performance desires out through this medium and through podcasting, which will connect some of the dots. So, I was on stage and and in movies trying to get the accolades and the applause. That's shallow. You know that doesn't work. You may have heard that so many actors are really miserable and insecure, and I was right there in that group. Uh, After that, I spent 10 years running my own digital marketing agency, and it was a nightmare because I wasn't my best self, and therefore I was attracting all these kinds of negative things. And, you know, really that's what I wanted to attract probably for another show as well. But I was bringing to the table who I was, right? We're a mirror for each other. So I was miserable, angry, depressed. And those were my clients. Those were my community. And it just didn't work. So now I have my children. I'm still in this career path that I'm like, this is just bad. This is not working for me. And I realized that I have to rip the Band-Aid off and move on from that. I had no real clue where I wanted to go or what I wanted to do, but I knew, got to leave, got to turn my back on this and have to move on and find something else. So I took a few months and just sat with it. And podcasting really just felt right. I said, you know what? I've interviewed people before in my other career and I've, I've, I've really enjoyed it. And I said, I, I know I'm good at it. I'm curious by nature. I love being on camera. I love talking. I could probably make this work. Podcasting, that's all I know, but it's a thing. Let me do it. And I gave it some more thought, figured out, okay, well, the hidden entrepreneur, that made sense. I, I created the whole story around it. I figured out how it connected to everything. I said, that's the brand. That's who I am. And then this is the show, The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. No clue where it's going to go. I said, but I'm confident it'll go somewhere because I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it as well as I can. I'm going to learn. I'm going to grow. I'm going to meet people. And I'm going to keep my eyes open for opportunity, which is so important. You have to know what you want and where you're going and then see what's out there. And I thought, well, if I'm meeting these people, uh, a a different great entrepreneur on my show, something's got to come from this. So a couple of years ago, I launched and day and day and day, I showed up and I did it and I got better and I participated in the industry and dove deep into it. And now I'm over 150 episodes alone on that show. And I've doubled down 
into the industry. I said, there's just so much here. A year ago, I was at a, uh, an industry event in New York. My current business partner, Eric Cabral, also happened to be at that event. And we started talking and he's also from Jersey. And he said, you know what? I have a podcast studio in New Jersey. Why don't you come down one day and uh, check it out? You know, maybe, maybe you can use it. Maybe there's something there. Who knows? And as they say, it's still history in the making for us. Because the fact that I was at that event, I really even shouldn't have been at that event. And the fact that me and Eric met at that event and had that conversation, if I didn't show up as this person that I'm able to express fully today by getting out of my own way, he wouldn't, yeah, I, believe me, I wouldn't have been at the event, but even if I was, he wouldn't have felt compelled to say, you should come down to my studio. There'd be no connection, right? There'd be no vibration where he's like, hey, yeah, why don't we do this? But because I was seemingly the person he wanted to be around, he felt compelled to invite me. And from there, I, I never left the studio, right? Because he had on-air brands already established in some capacity. He was already doing miraculously what I wanted to be doing. And I was like, first of all, we get along great. We're, we're great friends, we're great business partners. We have so much of the same vision. He's doing what I've said I wanna be doing. This is extraordinary. So one thing led to another and here we are today. But it stands to reiterate one more time, you must become the person who is capable of attracting the success you want. You don't find and achieve the success. You have to become the person who is capable first to attract the success you desire. And I'm living proof that that's how it works. Absolutely. Well, and I love how you make the point that it's not like you set out, I need a business partner who has a studio and therefore I'm going to go to this event to find that person. Like you show up in your life and you'll always show up based on um, your vibration, like you mentioned. And then it's when you show up that opportunities come and it's because you're there and because you're trying to accomplish what you're doing that your eyes see the potential of the opportunity, the relationship, the, the whatever it is. So yeah. that's Can I connect so one dot here? Please, I'd love it. One of my biggest fears when I made the choice to start down this path and get out of my own way and really tap into my full potential that is, is already there within all of us, right? We're not changing, we're not becoming something new. It's just getting out of your own way and allowing this to be, it's there for all of us. When I made that choice to do it day in and day out, one of my biggest fears was that, you know what? All of these people in my life now that were causing me the grief, the anger, and the frustration, and the misery that were, were just so negative, because I was, I said, my biggest fear is that it mirrored what I've always thought. You know what? If I, if I start becoming this person that I'm capable of and stepping into this power and ability, I think that they're going to retaliate. And that scares me. I don't know if I'm strong enough 
to, to take that on. That was my belief all my life that, oh my gosh, that's, I, I don't want to make you feel weird. And because if I'm doing amazing, excellent work, it might make you feel uncomfortable and insecure about what, how you're showing up. I, I don't want to be that person. I'm not strong. So I had to really overcome that. And I said, if I do this, are they all going to retaliate? And because I was ready, willing, and able to go forth and experience all that I'm capable of, I said, you know what? I'm guessing that as I move along, I'm going to be attracting stronger people who support me. And before I knew it, all these brilliant people were surrounding me in support and they're almost like a force field and saying, hey, nobody step closer. We got you covered. That's really the image that I have to this day. And for the record, I never hear from, nobody retaliates because that's not where my focus is and that's not where my life is going. So that was a big hurdle to get over. But once you do, you see how wonderful it is. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's so good. I'm so grateful you took the time to connect to that oh, dot. So let's, so let's uh, talk about uh, what, what mark are you working to make in the podcast world? Like, what are you, what are you trying to do in this, in this space at this moment? Oh my God. What a great question. Um, there's a few things. So under the PodMax brand that me and Eric have created, that portion is really uh, an event and training company. Uh, the parent company is On Air Brands that Eric co-founded as a, really as a, um, a corporate um, entity um, for for big corporations. Before I came around, he was doing more logos and branding for, for uh, companies. Now we've, we, we've X'd that out for the most part and focused on the podcasting production. So we have several in-house shows that we produce and we have uh, um, client shows that we produce on the on-air brand side. Connecting the two dots, it's PodMax, which is the event side. Before all this nonsense, when we're all behind closed doors, uh, PodMax is an all-day in-person event where entrepreneurs have the chance to come in for the day, record as a guest on multiple shows, top shows in their industry. Every hour, they rotate into a different studio set up where we are. And in between the microphone, it doubles as a high-level mastermind, a networking event. We have it fully catered. There's a keynote speaker. We've done this a handful of times in person. It's gotten great response. So now we have to sort of pivot and take it online and figure out how this is going to work virtually, which is, which is great too. So to answer your question, we're going forth to to create as much of a substantial destination in the podcast industry for people who are already established show hosts. We have training and education and classes and events for them, but also we're able to help those who in the back of their mind say, you know what, I, I want a show. I've thought about it, but I'm scared out of my mind. Come on board. That's what we're here for. It, it, it really gives you all the training, the tools, the resources, and the education to tackle both the professional development and probably first, firstly more important, 
the personal growth. That's what I'm about. That's what we're about. And that's what we help you do. We don't just help you understand how to get your brand out there, how to technically start a podcast. Yeah, we do all that. Help you frame your story and message, which you may you know, uh, be able to grow over time. But it's about working with us together to know that it just takes the choice to get out of your own way. And we're here to help you through that. So we want to make the biggest impact with entrepreneurs who have a meaningful message to share by allowing them to grow personally. And therefore, once that's underway, case in point, I've been living it for a few years now and seeing the result, uh, your business has no choice but to flourish. I love it. Yeah. Well, I, I just, I love what you're doing. I, I was talking to, um, do you know, do you know Larry Roberts? Is that a familiar name for you in the industry? Larry's my man. I love Larry. Yeah, absolutely. We're so working together. Yeah. I had an opportunity to interview him on my podcast just, just last week. And fantastic. he, he kind of opened up my mind because I, I come out of the, the click funnels world and um, I decided in early November to start this podcast and I decided it in November. And so you were actually, when I contacted you, I was going to ask you to be one of my launch uh, people, one of my I launch episodes. That. And so that launch, we launched in December, on December 2nd. And within 24 hours, we hit number 18 in business entrepreneurship. And next week I'm producing my 50th episode and it's just like, it's exploding and it's just been seriously so great, but it's That's just been until recently, like connecting with Larry and with you, like, I didn't realize there was like a whole podcasting community. I was like, of course there would oh. be, but like, but it, it, it's just been in the last couple of weeks where I'm like, man, like there are communities out there of podcasters that, and I know that I need to get more involved because, um, I'm obviously very serious about this podcast, but it's also what I'm using as the hub of my whole content strategy in my yes. business. Yes. Speak and so, so yeah, so I just, I love what you're doing. And, uh, and I've, I've been, it's just funny to see how, like, I've been doing it on my own outside. And now I'm like, Oh, Josh, like, we need to chat, Larry, we need to chat. Like, there's a whole podcasting world out there that I need to tap into because um, I've, I've just learned so much and want to give back to people that are also considering doing a show and network with people that are having yeah. successful shows. So I get new ideas for my own and things like that. So I see the trap uh, where you said, Oh yeah, there's a whole podcasting community. There is, it's immense. It's strong. It's powerful. You, you must come in and play in this space. But the trap is thinking that if I'm in the podcast community, um, I'm going to utilize that exclusively for my show. Yes, possible, but think about the bigger picture. Podcast hosts are entrepreneurs. They're business people. 99 times out of 100, they are like you, like me, using their podcast simply as a marketing arm of their business, right? They might not be looking to monetize the show specifically with advertisers, but they know the more visibility they get with their show, that comes full circle because it's the marketing piece to their business. So by realizing, hey, I'm, I'm allowed to play and encouraged to play in that space, in that community, these are all potential collaborators, mentors, 
clients, friends, colleagues, whatever. That's the mind-blowing thing. So whatever you're working on outside of your podcast, you're tapped into. Hey, I'm one of you. You're one of me. But I also have this thing going on. You want to see how we could play a part? I love it. Oh, it's so great. So powerful. Awesome. Well, okay. So let's talk about um, PodMax and... Um, what, so I know, I mean, the conditions of the world right now are, they've kind of destroyed all live events. Um, so what are you doing to continue to create that community for people, uh, without having that live event possibility at the moment? So, uh, back in March, when all this took place, uh, Eric and I were, we spent half a week in Florida at the PodFest uh, conference, which is a big, one of the top two conferences in the industry. It was magnificent. Um, it, and again, it was just when all the murmurs of this was happening. And we, we were on the plane home and we had six or eight events on our calendar taking us through September. Some we were holding, some we were invited to. It was amazing. All live events through September. We get back home, the rug is pulled out, and we're like, oh, no more live events for the foreseeable future, including probably through September at this point, nothing's happening. Wow, what do we do? We've always had the conversation about digital and virtual services and events, but we, we had such a, a, a buildup of the live that we were like, okay, at some point, now we're almost forced into this, wonderfully so, because it's now working to our advantage. We're like, oh my God. Now when things pick back up, we will have this virtual arm that could be replicated over and over. So we had a little bit of a challenge because we always looked at our event as an experience that people on all sides of the mic loved in person. It was a vibe and an, and an energy that we were just able to create that we took pride in and our biggest challenge was how in the world do we recreate this online can it even be is it worth exploring so we took a little bit of time to map that out and we quickly realized there is something here we will do this we will create a podmax version virtually that that we now call podmax global and we have a lot of the pieces it's still one day uh, there's still um, a handful of shows that the entrepreneur gets on. We have a panel, we have a keynote, we have networking times. We don't have it catered. I don't think technology is, uh, you know, uh, at that point yet, but who knows? Uh, so we have a lot of the elements and um, we're just excited to be able to bring that to our offering. I love it. So exciting. Well, I'm excited for, for that to, to kick off. I think, uh, was it, was it just a couple of weeks ago you shared the link to that virtual event with me? So, right. um, yeah. so that was, that was exciting to look into that. So what, what are some of the marketing strategies that you and Eric use to bring awareness to your brand and to grow your, your reach and your influence? Well, even from right before I met Eric, which really I I'd say, arguably is what allowed me to meet him. It's, if, if, if you're stepping into any space, um, you must show in various ways that you are doing the thing you claim you are good at and that you wanna do and that you are competent 
in. You must show your competence. The, the ability that you have to do it must be clearly seen. You can't do nothing or relatively little or once or twice and then say, hire me or buy my thing or do this with me or pay me for this. You need to over and over again, as often as possible, in many ways, show up doing what you say you can be doing. For me, when I first launched my show, I knew that I just wanted episodes under my belt. I knew that eventually I want to be seen and I want to be respected as a podcaster, as somebody with a great show, I'm going to be learning on the job. I'm going to be improving. I'm going to be studying and training as I'm doing this. But in the meantime, I'm going to be getting these episodes out. So when the industry looks and turns around and says, who is this Josh Carey character? But now he's got 30, 40, 50 episodes. Oh my God, he is doing it. He's got 80, 90, 100 episodes. And I was like, yes, I do. Because I knew my long game. I wanted to be established in this industry. So I had to do the work. I couldn't just say, hey, I'm a host. Don't you like me? Will you hire me? Can I speak on your stage? Will you ask me and invite me to your podcast industry summit or on your show? No, I had to do all this work first. So Whatever it is for you, you have to know that you have to, you have to show up, you have to make the videos or make the episodes or write the articles or write the posts. You don't have to, you don't have to spread yourself so thin on every social platform. I'm, I'm really only active on Facebook only right? I have all the other accounts, but they're negligible. So I went all in on Facebook saying, that's where I'm going to go. That's where I'm going to play. That's where I feel most comfortable. And when I reach out to somebody or when somebody reaches out to me and they do a bit of due diligence, which everybody is going to do, and they just scroll through my Facebook stream, they're going to consciously or subconsciously acknowledge, wow, look, look at that banner he has. That's kind of professional. I get it. It's him behind the mic. It's him on the job. Great. Look at that headshot. Look at that picture. It's professional. It looks good. It's representative of how I want to be seen and positioned. Then when they scroll down the first two, three, five, seven things, those posts are always going to be reflective of how I want to be seen. It's me putting in the work. It's it, So you have to be deliberate and acknowledge that, yeah, you can share your dinner. You can share your thoughts about the current state of affairs. Fine. But just understand, if that's not aligned with what you're going for in, a, in an overall sense, in a big picture, that's marketing, right? Fine. It's, it's good to say and, and vent your frustrations about the current scenario or any scenario or your favorite sports team. But if it's not in line with what you are hoping to achieve, it's a distraction, isn't it? Maybe save that for another platform or what I like to do. So I love my children, right? Um, I like to share photos with them. But it's not just about, hey, look how cute my children are, like it, and then hope for 40 or 50 likes. I will take the time to look at that picture and say, how in the world can this relate to my story? What just happened here? Is there anything about 
overcoming fear or stepping into your most possible self that I can say. So I got this great picture of my children and this is what my daughter said to me right before I snapped it. And then place it in the context of that. So I get to show off my two children who I'm so proud of, but I also get to make it relevant. So when somebody's looking to hire me or invite me somewhere, or I want to position myself, it's in the context. So it all makes sense. It's all marketing. You must do it. You must figure out how everything you do or want to do. If you don't like being on camera, you don't have to be, but find what you do like doing and just repeat it over and over again as often as possible. That's marketing. Yep. And the consistency that you bring up is just, is just critical. I love it. Mm -hmm. uh, we are excited for your brand. Uh, I always like to, to end with this question and that is what has been the biggest internal transformation that you've experienced on your journey? How in the world do I answer that? The biggest, ask me the question again so I could hear it in the right way. Sure. What has been the biggest internal transformation you've experienced on this journey? The fact that I'm not waking up day in and day out with a pit in my stomach and a rage and frustration that must come out, right? And we know when that comes out, what happens? You get mad and frustrated and angry at everything around you. I heard this placed in, the, in, in such a great way a while ago you are not mad at the person you usually think you are. In other words, it's not me being mad uh, with my daughter or of my business partner or of my parents or whoever. You're mad and angry at something internal. And that's powerful, right? When you see that the spilled milk or the cereal on the floor, I'm not mad at a four-year-old child. I'm mad because there's something deeper there because it's frustrating me because now I'm taken away and I don't have the time for that. Well, that's my problem, isn't it? Because I don't have the time or I didn't make the time or I'm not calm or centered. So the biggest, the biggest was just having a sense of ease and seeing the experience, the world around me react accordingly. And it feels great. I love it. So great. I love, I love that. And really taking the ownership, right. Of, of your emotions is so powerful. Okay. Well, Josh, how can people find you follow your journey? Uh, where, where do, where do people follow the Josh Carey experience? Oh, I love it. The Josh Carey experience, like the Joe Rogan experience. It was a deliberate subconscious tie in. I'll take every minute of it. Um, but seriously, uh, my website, joshcarry.com is the hub. That's the fork in the road. That'll give you access to all my social links, all of my podcast videos, many of them, I mean, episodes, many of them with videos, and you can just navigate where you want. It'll also take you to the PodMax page. So joshcarry.com has the answer. I love it. Yeah. Well, make sure to check that out, guys. And he said he's active on Facebook. So make sure to friend him or follow him there. And uh, Josh, I just want to thank you again for coming on the show, being so honest, sharing your heart, just pulling back the curtain to your journey and, and just, just bringing the heat today on the Marketing Matrix. We really, really appreciate it. My absolute pleasure, Lisan. Thank you so much. Thanks for being here today, listening to the Marketing Matrix podcast. We value every single one of you and we love providing value for you to implement in your business. If you've benefited from listening, please drop a rating and review for our podcast. We thank you in advance. 
Stay tuned for our next episode where I interview Craig Severinsen, a dynamic coach who helps his clients hit six figures with organic marketing. Come listen in next week when, as he reveals one of his powerful tools he offers to his clients. Have you already grabbed this week's freebie from the Marketing Matrix Toolbox? All of our podcast guests offer you free tools to help you grow your business and yourself. If you haven't checked it out yet, go to toolbox.themarketingmatrixpodcast.com. And if you haven't gone to check it out lately, remember that we are constantly adding new resources. Join our marketing conversation in my free Facebook group called Facebook Ads for Coaches, Course Creators, and Lifestyle Brands. So join this awesome community of people trying to master the ad game and scale their business. Go to www.facebook.com slash group slash ninjas. All right, guys, thanks for being here, and we'll see you next time on The Marketing Matrix.